Yeah. But, uh, coffee with pods 3.5. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I don't know what happened, but, uh, you know, you always have spiritual warfare when you start talking about God. You know, the enemy's going to do whatever it takes to stop you from getting the message out. But um, just to kind of sum up what we were talking about, we were just talking about being a community. You know, and it's all about living the lifestyle. You can't do this on your own. You need people to, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you need someone like Jesus, or like James, like John, and like Peter. Someone that's going to fight for you. Someone that's going to love you. And someone that's going to challenge you. Because when you have three people with you, you have completeness, you have wholeness, you're not doing it alone anymore. So then you don't have to worry about falling out because you have, when you fall out, you have somebody to push you back up. So you're you're staying perfectly grounded. You might feel like you're falling, but you're never really falling. You're always on your feet because you have a community around you still lifting you up. You know, what, what do you think, Dad? Oh yeah, we gotta have that community. I always said this, I thank God for, Paul in my life, and uh, you gotta have a Paul, you gotta have a Timothy, you know what I mean, a Paul and a Timothy in your life, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, and while Paul is pulling you up, and you might be that Timothy, and you're pulling somebody else up, yeah. you see what I mean, so now you have accountability, Yeah. three three strand cord can't be broken, Yeah. you know, three, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, the Trinity, so I'm always believing that you always got to have somebody in your life to pull you up, you in the middle, and then you pulling somebody else up, yeah. you know, and that's the Father's heart, yep. you know, three is very significant, it's significant in my life, you know, yeah. I thank God for my spiritual father, and all those, and then, you know, I have spiritual fathers, and I have men that been equal, you know yeah. what I mean? I had a Paul, I had Pauls, and I had Timothys with me, yeah. you know, and then God has given me so many like I said, and then I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed, man. That's why I said Happy Father's Day. I'm so blessed because I got many sons and daughters of the faith, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, who would have thought, you know? It's like, wow, you know, and I didn't know that was my calling, but at five years old, the number of grace, God saw it fit for me to be alive in this generation to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and children's hearts back to the father. I have a question for you, though. How, um... With you being fatherless at a young age, you know, your dad not really being in your life, what allowed you to still have a pureness of heart to still want to be a father to the father? Well, thank you, Chris. You know how he said he knew you before you was born in your mother's womb? Yeah. How he knew you was born in your mother's womb? And he was son to... Um, God knew it don't matter how you get here, yeah. right? But God assigned you on your date of birth, October, whatever the date it was, October 25th, I don't care, October 25th, yeah. 1970, God knew that I was going to be born, but he knew that I had the heart of the Father. He put that inside of me, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, growing up. And then once I began to find that, you see what I mean? Um, I began to walk towards that path that God ordained for me. Stop trying to do it myself. And I found rest in that. Yeah. See what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you got to find rest in your calling. You got to find rest in your anointing. You got to find rest because people try to pull you off the wall like they did Sam Ballard, you know, like they did Nehemiah. 
But once you find your purpose, your passion, your vision, and walk the path that God has for you, nobody can pull you off of that. Yeah. So where God taught me when I was five and I asked him to be a father to the fathers, God said, okay, now I'm going to give you the father's heart. Oh, you see what I mean? And God has always put, you know, growing up, God always put men of God in my path. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can go throughout my lineage and God put, you know, Pastor McDonald when I was a little boy, Pastor McDonald, um, Brother Farley. I can go throughout history, Pastor T, you know. Um, these men had significant parts of my life. And then as I got older, 1995, 1994, 95, Pastor John, and he's been in my life, he's, Pastor John Holler, he's been in my life forever, Pastor Rod Carson, at the same time, Pastor Cleflo Dollar, mm -hmm. at the same, in 96, um, um, I can go throughout history, Dr. Bill Winston, and Brother Copeland, Brother Hagen, Brother Kenneth Hagen Sr., mm -hmm. and Dr. Ward Roberts, all these men, significant parts of my life and ministry yeah. you see what I mean going to school at Bible uh, Raymond Bible training going to school there um, sitting corresponding I mean brother Hagen has a significant part he began to teach you know brother miracles of Dr. Old Roberts and you know brother and brother Kenneth Copeland always you know talking about faith and um, Dr. John John Holly faith brother Doctor, you know, and Pastor Cliff Low Dollar, you know what I mean? He's talking about prosperity. I was like, man, I ain't got to be poor no more, you know what I mean? You What's know? one thing that, um, if you were talking to someone that is fatherless right now, yeah. um, that would, uh, that is looking for a father figure, but not just that, also coming from you being in their shoes, right? but not being in that situation anymore. What's one thing that allowed you to find comfort in someone that isn't technically your your biological father Man. to invest in in part? And what was that that they invested in part to that has stuck with you the most? Man, the anointing is not tall, it's cold. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a faith walk. I mean, God put me in God. I knew it was God ordained. You know what I mean? It wasn't by natural instinct, you know what I mean? My spirit and their spirit, we had kindred spirits. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I knew that this is, you know, this man has a significant part of my life. Yeah. You know, Pastor Walt Landers, you know, these men had significant parts of my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I knew that, you know, when God, you know, you know if the of the same spirit that you are. Because there's been other men of God that tried to impart into me, but uh, they couldn't. Yeah. Because they didn't, they couldn't birth me. Yeah. They couldn't, they deposit, but their deposit wasn't long-term deposits. Mm. It was a temporary season. Yeah. So I knew they wasn't my father. And I knew they didn't have something that I needed. They was just in my life for a season. Because some people in your life, they could be pastors and they have great calling, great, great anointing. But it's those that you know have the same calling, same destiny and purpose. Walking down the same path you walk that's supposed to be in your life forever. Yeah. So yeah. what was the what's the main thing that they've imparted into you that has stuck with you the most throughout this journey? Man, you know, forty five years of life. Faith, faith, it's a faith journey. Mm -hmm. I'm always gonna win. I don't care what I go through, it's about living by faith. You know what I mean? Trust God, you know, trust mm -hmm. God with all your heart and lean out to your own understanding. Love love people. Love God more than you love everything else in life. You gotta be you know what I learned, Chris? Over the last 
several decades, man. It's a love thing, man. Yeah. You know, because you your love with other people is only reflection of your love for God. Wow. That's you know? rich. And that's what I learned, man. God showed me so many times. I say, growing up at 24 years old, I met my father, but I was preaching by then. Mm -hmm. And when I met my father, I had no hard feelings against him. God took that, that hard anger, rage, feeling like I was um, disjointed, um, rejected. He took all that from me. So when I met my father, because I had God, I loved God more. You see what I mean? When my God, when my when my dad passed, when I was um, 32, you know, he called me every day for eight years to overcome cancer. We prayed, man. My father was saved, and he his life at death was more valuable than his life alive. Because hmm. he ministered more people than he ever ministered to. Wow. And they said if God could save him, God could save save them too. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the goodness of God. But if I would have had all that anger and rage, you know what I mean, that I had when I was a little boy because he wasn't there, then I, he wouldn't have never touched so many lives at his death. Wow. But my love for God was more important. That's awesome. And it's a reflection. Your your relationship with God is a reflection of how you treat others. Wow. You know, so that's why it's so important. Because I hear a lot of people say, I love God. And they treat their brothers and sisters totally not godly. Mm. So it, it speaks volumes to a person that really loves God. Mm -hmm. You know. What's one um, word that you could just leave, you know, right now as a deposit to you know we don't never know who is watching you know what I mean and they may be in a situation where they're fatherless and they're feeling lonely what's one word um, that you could deposit in them right now to encourage them man always man at you know like I said man call on call on the father God know you more than anybody else he loves you regardless of all that you've been through all the things you've been in God loves you and if you could ever just grasp the love of God, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, how much he loves you. If you're still alive, you know, God will have you still alive for because he loves you. Yeah. And he don't want any man to perish, but every man to come in eternal, eternal life. But what if um, they don't know who God is? How, you know, how do they find out and know who this God is? Man, this is say, number one, you got to admit that you're a sinner. You got to come to the realization, you know, in your life that, man, I can't live outside, mm -hmm. you know, of my creator. Even if you don't know who God is, you got to admit that, hey, you know, just like a, a, a drug addict or alcoholic, unless you admit that you need help, you'll never get help. Mm. You see what I mean? Until you admit that you're a sinner, you'll never, you'll never get help. You see what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it was the first time when I admitted that I was a sinner, yeah. you know, and I need, I need forgiveness, mm -hmm. and I believe that Jesus Christ died in the place, paying the penalty for my sin, and, and willing right now to turn from my sin and accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And Lord, I commit myself to you and ask you to send the Holy Spirit into my life to fill me and take control to help me become, help me to become, hmm. you know? Yeah. Because everybody always like, man, I want to be new, but help me to become who you called me to become. Wow. I don't want to be myself. Because if people, you hear people always say this, oh man, I always was this way, and I'm, I'm gonna die this way. Then you old wine skin. Yeah. You see, mm -hmm. old wine skin and new wine, the bottle will bust. Yeah. 
So until you allow the Lord change that old wine skin into new wine skin, the Holy Spirit will never have free access. That's good. You see what I mean? So you want the Holy Spirit to have free access in your life. So he said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. So what's, what's is there some, something that I certainly have to do to uh, yeah, you ask gotta, him to? You got to pray and ask God for forgiveness. Okay. And what's, like, is there a prayer that you could? You know, ask God for forgiveness. You know, first, like I said, Father, forgive me for all my sins. You know, that's the first part of it. Lord, forgive me for all my sins. For first, you got to admit that you're a sinner. Once you admit that you're a sinner, then you got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. And once you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, then you ask Him to, you know, Father, forgive me for all my sins. Come into my heart. Change me now. Take full control, become my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God that you raised him from the dead, that he took my place, you see. And then you invite him in your heart and you say, Jesus, come into my heart and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, and um, that's copy with Pops 3. Uh, we hope that you were really encouraged, you know, and... Uh, you know, like just to sum it up again, you know, the biggest thing was having the Father's heart, putting someone above yourself, you know, not focusing on what you need, but being everything to someone else, you know, and having finding a community to build and walk life with, one that is will fight with people that will fight for you, with people that will love you, and people that will challenge you. Those are the three things that you need to be complete and to walk this journey in life and to live the life that God wants you to live. And remember, Jesus is Lord. And uh, we're just going to pray it out real quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we shared with you today. I pray that you allow what we were discussing to encourage somebody, Lord, and to allow them to finally see you and know you for who you really are and I pray right now that this word would be impactful to their lives and it would allow them to go to a new level of faith a new level of glory and we thank you Lord that we're the head and not the tail above and not beneath the lender and not the borrower we're blessing the city we're blessing the country we're blessed going out we're blessed going in everything our hands touch prosper because we're walking in your will and your way Lord and I pray safety over everyone and that they will continue to walk in your will and your way and they will find their community and get plugged in and allow them to grow more and more, growing where they're planted. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that's Coffee with Pops 3. Thank you. Mm -hmm.